Welcome to the Corbell Career Cast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are joined by Amina Penn and our alum, Jaron Moore, who is with the International Trade Trade Administration. Uh, Amina, take it away. Perfect. Thank you. Um, well, it's a pleasure to be interviewing you today, Jaron. Um, we'll kick it off with simply if you could provide us with an overview of your company and its mission. Sure. Uh, well, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm currently an international trade compliance analyst with the International Trade Administration, which is one of 13 bureaus inside the Department of Commerce that are not always related. And um, ITA, I, I think to broadly sum it up, uh, supports U.S. industry and foreign commerce. And we've got three different divisions that comprise our, our bureau. Uh, we have Glo- Global Markets, which is in charge of trade promotion, uh, Industry and Analysis, which does trade research, and Enforcement and Compliance, which uh, is in charge of sort of the, defending U.S. industry against unfair trade practices and ensuring compliance with trade agreements. Perfect. Yeah, if you don't mind, on top of that, if you can give us a a breakdown of what your day-to-day works like, what do you do, who do you interact with? Sure. So I'm I'm in ENC, the sort of third division. And what we do generally is conduct sort of trade remedy investigations and so we'll we'll take a look at unfair trade practices particularly with regards to imports coming to the United States and uh, we'll make a determination whether um, it's appropriate to apply sort of a tax to level the playing field so that the domestic industry can compete and um, we have several mechanisms to do that so day to day we're taking in a lot of information we're analyzing information we're performing some calculations uh, discussing with coworkers on sort of novel issues that come up. Um, so we stay busy and and um, I'd say probably most of the time is spent sort of reading and writing. Lovely. <laughs> I'm sure that can be a challenge for some and more of a passion for others. Um, sure. Thank you for that overview. And um, I guess we'll take it back a little bit and like to ask you, how did you get into this field and how would you recommend most people can get into this field? Sure. Um, so, I mean, you can always kind of connect the dots looking back. Um, I, I, I graduated in 2015 with a master's in what at the time was called GIFTI, the Global Finance, Trade, and Economic Integration, with a focus in international business. And so I've always kind of knew I sort of wanted to do something in, in international trade or finance. And there towards the end of my studies, I ended up getting an opportunity to work for um, a U.S. affiliate of a foreign sort of investment fund and asset manager. So I did that, had a great experience and sort of confirmed my direction. I started thinking about what I wanted to do next and um, ended up visiting D.C. and sort of looking around at some different opportunities there. Um, at the time, I was really interested in doing trade or finance still. And I started going around to different trade seminars, trying to take people out to coffee and learn as much as I could about how it all worked in D.C. And I uh, ended up meeting some people that sort of inspired me and kind of confirmed the direction I was going in. One was from the United States Trade Representative, USTR. And uh, some opportunities came up and ended up going with um, ITA. 
Amazing. Well, that's quite the journey and a really great opportunity to kind of set you up for success there. What would you say you like now that you're at ITA? What would you say it's what you like most about the organization and how would you say it differs from other experiences you've had? What I think is really special at ITA are the people. I think most everyone that I work with have at least a second language and probably significant experience abroad. And so I think you get a lot of people with interesting backgrounds and have interesting perspectives. And um, it creates a really neat culture. I think people are fairly broad-minded and interested in the world outside the U.S. And so um, I, I found that to be really nice and something that I, I think I've appreciated uh, more and more as um, time goes on uh, with the organization. Um, also think the, think the work. Um, I, I like to read. I like to write. And so it's, uh, it's all worked out really well. That's great. You mentioned that most of the people you work with have a second language under their tool belt. And I understand yours is um, Portuguese that you particularly specialize in. Do you recommend students who want to pursue any work in your, the field that you're already in um, have that language specialization, as well as what other qualifications do you recommend for these students to achieve? Yes, just my personal perspective looking at it. I think that's important, both to sort of have the profile of someone that would be a good fit. And also, I think it contributes to success. I think it not only shows you're serious about um, sort of an internationally focused career, but it gives you some skills that you can lend when you have work that may um, involve that country. So brick languages are very, very valuable. I mean, anywhere, right? But uh, with us, that would be great. Um, Korean would be very good. Um, I think that would be a very good thing. And if, if students can sort of look at that or keep that in mind as they go through Corbell, I think that would be very beneficial. And it, you don't have to have a fluency, but I think a basic proficiency or some familiarity would be a good thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And in addition to that, you mentioned your internship that you briefly had and that kind of determined where you wanted to head for the future. And so what kinds of experience do you think that students can have, whether it's internship or part-time jobs or whatnot, that will really give them a leg up in this career field? I think if you're talking about the, the career field in general, sort of international trade, international commerce, as I mentioned, probably a second language at least and some significant experience abroad. So if you can do a study abroad or go over and do an internship somewhere, probably very good. I also think it would be very good if the students are interested in this in particular or working for ITA, probably to get some cost accounting experience and some quantitative experience. So cost accounting, financial accounting, uh, quantitative analysis would be good. Not that you have to be an expert by any means, but a, a proficiency would be very helpful. Um, so any kind of internship that's sort of along those lines would be very good. And I know ITA offers internships, which uh, are certainly available and can you know, come up. And people are always welcome to apply for those or get in touch with people who are the organization to learn more. Um, one of the things that's really interesting now, as you may know, are these idea of virtual internships, which are new, sort of started since maybe everything's happened recent past and so to be able to stay in Denver and do an internship is just an amazing experience and so I would really encourage people to look for those where you can find them 
and um, do those if possible. You can even do while you continue studying. You don't have actually PC, obviously. So I'll be looking for those and um, anything that you think might give you some good qualitative experience, sort of the mechanics of international trade. Most definitely, absolutely. You brought up a really interesting point about like those remote or hybrid or in-person work environments and have you felt that your position has been or the organization you work for nonetheless has been accommodating in that area? Yeah, absolutely. We we uh, were able to work remotely during 2020 and beyond and we're sort of coming back into the office, kind of it's, it, it depends, but probably could expect maybe one to two days in the office and there's all kinds of special situations that sort of thing. Um, and I think that's, we were, it's interesting. We can do it remotely. We can do it coming in the office sort of thing. So uh, it's fairly flexible, the work. Perfect. It's lovely to hear. Um, we're going to pivot a little bit and I'm curious more about your time at Corbell. So I was wondering, how did your studies here um, in Corbell prepare you for this position or setting you up for success in the organization. And if there's anything you wished you would have known or done differently during your time here that could apply to where you are right now. I think Corbell was was great experience. And I think maybe the most important thing Corbell did was given the opportunity to um, get skills and experiences and knowledge that were really valuable to me as I sort of move forward. I would say in particular, also developing relationships with professors that you may have some interest in their, their work or you know, something they specialize in is an opportunity at Corbell that's really special. I think I would have to mention to Professor Josiah Hatch, who's Corbell and his course International Business Transactions on multinational corporations were very good preparation for what I do. Uh, we went over the mechanics of international trade, how it works, the, down to the documents, you know, that are sort of exchanged how companies actually trade with each other. That was that was really relevant, very good experience and um, knowledge to have coming out of Corbell. I think you could, if, if you wanted to, you could take a financial accounting or like a cost accounting class, maybe at Daniels or, or you know, elsewhere, if you could get that to work out. And if you were really interested in doing trade regulation or enforcement and compliance type work, might, it might not be a bad idea to try to get to the law school and take a class, if you could, that's relevant. I think that would be really valuable coming out. It would be something that would put you in a good place. Well, that's wonderful advice, especially for our current students. And a wonderful shout out to Professor Hatch. He's phenomenal. So we'll be happy to hear. Um, I guess for my next question is, um, you know, what kind of leaders are in your organization and how do you kind of drive that mission for yourself so what kind of leaders yes so as far as the the work goes or personally or? yeah how does the organization collaborate with another with one another and kind of that behavior organization structure yeah so our our work requires different skills i've mentioned accounting you need to be able to sort of understand rules and regulations and law um write well do some calculations um, manipulate Excel, and it sort of goes on. So there's a lot of different skills that you need. And so we've got specialists in some of those areas that we can go to for help or assistance if we need it, if we need some, not just people that are um, sort of experts on certain issues or certain things that might come up in our work. And so 
Um, we've always got people on hand to sort of give us some assistance if we need sort of specialized knowledge or, or something of that sort. And so we, we end up doing a lot of collaboration. Um, now we do a lot of that via Microsoft Teams. So it, it's interesting, it used to be a lot of in-person collaboration. We still have a lot of that, but some of the issues can be solved now by sort of sharing documents or having a, a meeting on Teams. It's very quick and very efficient. And so I think that's another thing that would be important. You probably wanna be able to condense ideas if you wanted to come and do this kind of work, condensing ideas, condensing information, and be able to present that to people uh, you know, in, in a fairly understandable way, I think is, is very important. We deal with people who are, uh, have all kinds of different skill sets and knowledge bases. Absolutely, 100%. How would you say how often people move up in organizations? Maybe an example for yourself. I would say pretty frequently. Um, one of the nice things about our work is there's a lot of opportunities to go different directions or do different things. So um, I would say that's pretty frequent. You could go into management, you could go into sort of training other analysts, or you could go into these sort of specialized roles. Um, if you wanted, to, if you took a certain interest into an issue or some kind of policy, you could certainly go with that as well. Um, or you could join some of the other, the other, one of the other two organizations at ITA that, that does happen. So I would say in this role, people do all kinds of different things, which is, which is neat. Uh, but I would say probably on average, maybe three to five years might be, I would say the average tenure probably. Good to know. <laughs> um, as we start to come to a close, there's two more questions I would like to ask you before we end. So that first one being, what is, something you knew that you wish you had knew before entering this role or this organization? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wish we'd known. Um, probably going into the organization, you know, I, I do feel like I had a very good preparation for Corbell. Potentially, potentially more emphasis on cost accounting in particular, I think it would be a good thing to know. Um, also potentially the, the different, I, I, I'm having a great experience, but potentially the different avenues you could go. There's so many different opportunities and different ways you could go in the government. And so it, it's, I think a lot of that just comes with experience, but you start to see different opportunities and sort of things. So I think it's, it's good to really be aware of, of all the opportunities for training and, um, you know, more experience that are available to you in the government and you know, even where to identify those and find them, there's, there's so much going on. But you have a lot of, there's a lot of good things and, and opportunities that uh, you can take advantage of in the government. So I think doing that as early as possible along with, you know, kind of going up the learning curve of what you're doing would be a good thing. Certainly. Well, that teases up perfectly for our last question. And that would be, you know, you mentioned briefly earlier, but what are the formal, what is a formal internship look program look like um, where you're at and how would you recommend someone would find out about and be considered for opportunities in your area? That's a good question. So I would keep, I believe some of them are posted through USA Jobs, obviously, so you would want to look through those. And you know, I, I would, would advise people, don't be afraid to reach out to people on LinkedIn and invite them for coffee, invite them for a, a Zoom meeting. 
um, you should try to get in touch with people that you see or that you, you have some connection with and ask them, stay in touch with them, let them know what you're interested in. And um, keep an eye on, the, I would also keep an eye on the website. Also, sometimes opportunities are posted there and more, more information is available. And also go to our, our wonderful career, um, Corbell Career Office, who um, do a fantastic job and, and sort of, of course, know the students who are doing the internships or who have done them and, and you can get more information there. But definitely don't be afraid to reach out to people on, on LinkedIn or anywhere else if you think that uh, they may have something, uh, they may have some knowledge or be able to, to help you. Perfect. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. So perfect advice. Well, as we wrap up this Corbell Career Cast, I want you to thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure to meet you and hear all your advice, experience, and learning lessons. And I thank want you. to I want to uh, add my thanks for to both of you, Amina and Jaron. Um, this was really fun to listen to, and I especially appreciate the shout out, Jaron, to our office. And also, um, thank you so much for all that you've done over the years to network. And um, your advice to students is spot on to really use LinkedIn and to reach out and talk to people in the field. And I know that you, Jaron, have done you've given back so much to current students and, and given them so much advice over the years. So thank you so much for that. Um, we hope that you all will join us next time on the Corbell Career Cast, and thank you for joining us today. Bye.